the Young and Healthy Podcast. You're listening to the Cincinnati Children's Young and Healthy Podcast. Hello and welcome to Young and Healthy. So excited to be back after a quick break for spring break. Hope that everyone enjoyed a little bit of time off with their kids and if you traveled this spring that you had um, a lovely time and made it home safely. We are beginning our conversation today actually kind of as a continuation of a conversation that we had about a year ago uh, with members of the team in our Mayerson Center, which is the Child Advocacy Center that's housed within the hospital here at Cincinnati Children's. And during that conversation, Ashley Cremines, who is one of the social workers in the Mayerson Center, shared with us a bit about strength spotting and how they are using that um, kind of practice with children who have experienced trauma, neglect, abuse, the patients that they see in the Mayerson Center. And we didn't get a chance to dig into it when we were talking uh, last year, but we are thrilled to have Ashley back today to tell us a bit more about strength spotting. Hi, Ashley. Glad you're here. Thanks for having us back. Absolutely. And today we also have Dr. Prathima Shanbag, who is one of the pediatricians in the Mayerson Center. And so we are um, thrilled that you're here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So Strength spotting. Can we just start off with kind of a definition? What is it um, and what are we talking about today? Yeah. So let me back up and just say, so all of us have strengths that are inherent within us. Um, There are the theory of character strengths. Um, It's a pillar of positive psychology. And what is studied and what is known is that there are 24 character strengths inherent within each of us. And what we have done at the center is kind of considered our theory is that if we can recognize strengths in our patients when we see them, even if it's for 15 minutes, an hour, two hours, tell them what that strength is. And then by doing that, um, kind of harness their own asset to help them with building their resilience in that moment and then in the future. So just to put it simply, if we see a child being very brave, we tell them that they're being very brave and that they're using their brave. Um, and it's as simple as that. Yeah. A lot of times when we talk to them, uh, they bring out strengths as they're chatting with us that they don't even recognize that they're talking about uh, in those times when we're just engaging with them in those early moments when we're chatting. And so as they're drawing pictures or they're telling us about sports or they're talking about uh, things that they excel in in school or things like that, they're they're laying this groundwork of strengths that they have and they don't even realize it. So it's an opportunity for us to um, spot them and share that with them and share them with their caregivers that bring them to the appointments. So, Prathima, you mentioned 24. Did I get that number correct? 24 character strengths that are present in all of this. Um, Not going to ask you to recite all 24 (laughs) off the top of your head, but we'll love some examples of what types of strengths are we talking about here. Yeah. Uh, So 
we can start with our own strengths. So I will say Ashley is very kind, um, and I think that's probably her top strength. So you can all, you know, you can take the VIA Institute's quiz on what your character strengths are, your signature strengths, um, the ones that shine more. Um, mine is prudence, which doesn't sound very cool, but it is very aligned with my personality. I, I take a lot of time looking into things and making sure um, I know what I'm getting into before I do it. Um, curious to know what your signature strength is or what your top strengths are. So super question. Um, you sent the VIA yeah. character survey to me, and I did take it this morning. My top was love. And I thought I knew the rest of them <laughs> that popped up for me, but let me just check them because I did uh, take a note super quick uh, so that I wouldn't forget them. So love, honesty, prudence, yeah. fairness, and teamwork Wonderful. were my top five. Wonderful. Yeah. I mean, we see strengths, like, I think we've probably seen all of the strengths at the center within our patients, but the ones we see probably most frequently are bravery, kindness, creativity. Um, examples of what we see, and they can be really simple. So when patients come to the center, they are telling us part of the most traumatic moments of their lives, and that is very brave. But it's also brave when a patient tells us that they don't want to do something at the center. If they tell a doctor or a nurse, I actually don't want to have a physical exam. That we consider to be very brave, and we tell them that. Um, these little small moments of them using a strength um, and leaning into that and us letting them know that we recognize that and we see that and we think it's important. Some of my favorites are the ones that are the curiosity ones because I love our center is unique that we have these double-sided windows. So I love the kids that are like trying to peer into the windows and are like, what's in there? Who's back there? And I love to highlight the young kids that have that curiosity or that will like ask me lots of questions. And so I love to highlight our littles even that have that, that strength in them that have lots of questions and have that curiosity in them because it's something that you can spot from elementary age kids all the way up to teenagers. So it's something that's unique that you can do with every patient that we see. So when you're using the strength spotting kind of in a clinical sense as part of um, the care for a child after they've experienced a traumatic event of some sort, um, what is it from a clinical perspective that you're hoping to achieve? So for me, it's a way to end the visit on a more positive note. So a lot of times, like like Dr. Schaumbach said, we're and we're talking about very difficult things for for them in that time that I spend with them. They're sharing some of their most traumatic events with me, and while we end our time, uh, you know, I try to transition them out of those difficult events, and we try to talk about something more positive as the visit itself is ending. As I'm finishing up with the parent and the child. Um, I like to tell them, like, you know, you shared a lot of difficult things with me, but I'd also like to talk about all the positive things that I saw in you today and all these wonderful strengths that you shared with me. And then I'm able to give them this card with all of these strengths highlighted and talk about all the things in that moment that here's all the reasons why you have all these strengths and here's what you shared with me that show all these strengths that I saw in you today. And it's just this moment where kids kind of that might have been upset or that might have really had that hardness in them that were, you know, you could tell that they were really struggling in that visit, that sometimes that weight just lifts off them or they get emotional because that might have been the first time somebody spotted that strength in them or that it just kind of lifts them up a little bit from a difficult time. And a lot of the parents get emotional too because somebody's never done that for them or they know that their child has that strength. And it's just so nice to have someone outside of them see that strength in their child. Yeah, I mean, 
there have been so many beautiful moments that we've had with patients and families that honestly take us by surprise sometimes. You know, the visits, you know, we do, I think, a really great job at the center of helping patients and families. We give them resources at the end of the visit. Um, we've always done that. But adding this little bit to it, it really just ends this, the visit on hope, mm-hmm. um, something positive. You know, as a system, a healthcare system, we are really focused on what is wrong with you, right? Because we are trying to help treat patients and families. At the CAC, we're really focused on what happened to you, um, which is kind of aligned with trauma-informed care, right? We want to figure out what has brought a child to to their visit. But this intervention, the strength guard, strength spotting, asks or allows us rather to answer the question for patients and families, what is strong in you? Um, and that question can be really powerful um, in shifting the way that we think and approach patients and families. You know, we know that positive psychology and the, the science of character strengths, there's a lot that has been shown. Um, mindfulness, well-being, happiness. There's also um, the idea of the resilience function. So this link between using character strengths as a protective factor, promoting this internal protective factor that can then promote resilience. So, you know, in the short term, we have these really beautiful moments. And our hope is that those are lasting moments for the patients and families and ourselves. But we're also hoping that what we can't necessarily see right away is that we are helping promote a child's internal protective factors, help them learn and manage and kind of nurture that resilience within them. That is something we're all born with, but is also something that we can build upon throughout our life. So I can absolutely see the immense value in this for children who are um, who've experienced traumatic things in their lives I can also see that it would probably be really helpful for children who haven't had those adverse life experiences talk to me a little bit about how you know this can help maybe not in such an overt way as to provide a card to a child but can the theory be applied to typically developing, typically, you know, kids who have had typical life experiences as well? Yeah, absolutely. So the idea and our hope is that this this project, this intervention can be adapted and used throughout the hospital. Um, we believe that re- recognizing a child's strength can help a child throughout anything, right? All of the children that are coming to children's are usually coming because they have some kind of health problem. Mm -hmm. Um, So even just considering that, that can be considered an adverse childhood experience. Um, But so it doesn't necessarily have to be the big traumas that we see at the Mayerson Center. It can just be the the process of coming to the center or, or having a hard time at school or some struggles going on at home or really no struggles that are visible to us at all. Um, the kind of the foundation of trauma-informed care is that we know that difficulties and adversities are just prevalent, and we don't have to know that they exist for us to treat patients and families with a trauma-informed approach. So if we recognize strengths in our patients and families and build them up, kind of tell them what's strong in them, we're setting them up for success when they leave our hospital. Mm-hmm. Is this something that would need to be initiated by professionals in the hospital, or if we reach somebody today who's a parent who like really wants to go learn about it, like is it something that a parent can start doing with their children just kind of in everyday life? Yeah, so one of the... Uh, products that we created is a guide for caregivers. Um, we do give it to the caregivers that come to the center. 
you know, definitions and and synonyms of the strengths that we identified, you know, of, of these character strengths, but also tips to promote it. So, for example, bravery. Um, you know, it's really easy to spot bravery in your child if you're looking for it. Um, but how do you promote it? So let's say you're watching a movie with your young child and you see a character on TV um, that's using their bravery. You can pause it and say, let's talk about what that character just did. How are they brave? Um, or if you want to think about friendship, um, you can have a conversation with your teenager about what you look for in a good friend and what do they look for in a good friend. And these small conversations, they don't have to be big big, long, heavy conversations, just these little moments that remind your child of the importance of some of these core strengths. Absolutely. It's easy to start those conversations to to look at the strengths that your kids have and to continue to build on them because ideally what happens is that that builds up, like Prathima has said, their resiliency and their ability to then spot strengths in the other people that are in their lives and continue to spread that on. So it's easy enough to take that moment and that pause to see those little things that shine in your children and then be able to say, uh, you know, look at how great you did on your schoolwork today. You have such endurance and you're, you know, you really do have all of these wonderful things. And it just really builds your kid up for just even that short thing. Like it's such a small thing that makes such a big impact. Mm-hmm. And even just spotting it amongst other members of your family, your partners, other children, family, friends, pointing out those moments and modeling that behavior of, of what are what is important to you? What strengths are you noticing in your loved ones? When your children see that, they see that those values are important to you and that they're noticed and recognized. I'm even thinking about um, kids who, well, I'm thinking about mental health in general um, and building the resilience around knowing your personal value and I feel like this is one of the ways to help kids from a super young age begin to understand just how valuable they are as human beings. Absolutely. I mean, that's, I think that's our hope that, you know, I think we can spend a lot of time being goal-oriented and focused on actions, which are certainly important, um, but the strengths really ask us to look at what is inherent in us, right? All of us are creative to some extent, even though we might not think of ourselves that way. Um, and having somebody else point it out in you, you know, the literature shows that that is really impactful. Having somebody else recognize what is valuable inherently in who you are makes a very big difference in how you see yourself and how you see the world. Do the strengths that are most important to help children spot in themselves do those strengths kind of change as the child gets older? Are there some that are most important in the little ones and some that seem to be, you know, more important to, to spot and identify in older kids? I think oh, kids go through seasons probably yeah. where um, young kids probably don't value friendships as much as, like, teens do probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, as, our, as we get through the, like, adolescent teenage years, probably friends have more of a higher value and what they what their value for friendship is probably has a higher so what they do with their friends and how um what that looks like for them probably looks a little different where young kids aren't quite that doesn't mean as much to them so what 
that curiosity or that creativity might mean a little bit more for a younger elementary kid where friendship doesn't hold that high mm-hmm. of a value. But um, as kids get older, and then, you know, there's a little bit more when it comes to, like, um, like the education piece, too, with older kids, I feel yeah. like. I mean, there's a lot of literature out there that I'm not well-versed in, although I will say, you know, I encourage you, if you've taken the, the strength quiz today, take it again in a year mm-hmm. and see what your strengths are if they've changed at all because mine have, the top five kind of are all pretty similar, but every once in a while one will creep up there that I'm not expecting. Um, but it, you know, it is, it can change, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're all within you. It's just what's shining more than another. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this in respect to one of my kiddos who has ADHD. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's you know, for kiddos who have that um, disorder, there are a lot of people a lot of times telling them that they're not doing the right thing at the right time. Um, and so I was even looking through some of the strengths and what they mean and just how could I relate that to this child of mine where leadership is such a strength and um, how can I find ways to point out when I see it. Yeah. Um, as a parent, so even just looking at them and digging in a little bit gave me some ideas for what I can what I can do to make sure that my kids know what I see in them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's part of the the goal, right? It's understanding what the strengths are, seeing them in your child, and then telling them that that's what you see. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all steps that we really have to be intentional intentional about. Mm-hmm. So have you guys seen any, like, instances of kids who, like, then take this on themselves and start spotting strengths in their friends and their siblings and their other family members? Um, One of the most fascinating things that I see with kids is the ones that take our – so it's a small card. It looks like a business card, and they will take it and immediately put it in a book, and they'll make it their bookmark. Or they put it in the back of their phone, and they make it their phone case – like and and they put it inside their phone case so those are the ones that are just like you know that that's probably made a large impact because they immediately grasp it and it's like this is important to me and I want to hold on to it and I'm going to keep it because I value it so those are ones where I know like they're probably that probably really meant a lot because they put it someplace that's important to them where they put it in their wallet things like that we've we've had a few parent caregivers respond to the follow-up projects that we've done and have said how They've been able to spread it to the other children and the other siblings in the home and the impact that it's made that they didn't really know anything about strength spotting before and now they're utilizing it with their kids and that they're continuing to spot strengths at home. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of a culture shift. When we first started learning about this, we actually took the quiz as staff to learn about what our own strengths mm-hmm. were and how we can spot them in each other. And the more time that went on, the more we're able to see these strengths in each other and it's easy for us to spot them in other people. So one of the kind of unexpected things of this project is that our staff are actually strength spotting in caregivers that come to the center. So it's really brave that you're coming to the center and you're bringing your child here despite all of these other things that are going on in your life right now. Um, Look how much you care for your child. You're advocating for them. Um, So we're lifting up patients. We're lifting up caregivers. um, Mm -hmm. And it just kind of speaks to one, how easy it is to do once you start doing it. You really see it everywhere. Um, it doesn't take, it, it takes a little bit of practice, but once you get going, you you can see good kind of all around you. Yeah. I had a, it was a funny situation. I had a parent, I was getting ready to do the strength spotting and the mom was like, oh my God, I just took this survey at work today. 
And I had my, I did the Character Institute survey and I did my strength spotting. I can't wait to see what strengths you spotted in my daughter to see if how different they are than mine. And so I did them with her and she, so her and her daughter were like, oh, well, this was mom's strengths and this was her strengths. And she was like, oh, that's 100% accurate. We are total polar opposites. Like, and so it was kind of nice to watch them bond over it because they both recognize like, oh, those are definitely mom's strengths and these are definitely her strengths. So it was just kind of a unique experience because mom had just done it that afternoon at work and now we were doing it with her daughter and it was just so fascinating to watch them kind of come together over this, like that they both could see the strengths that I saw in her today and then they could talk about it because they both had had this experience together yeah. in that same day. So it was, it was probably one of my favorite experiences that I've had with a family since we've started this project. Yeah, one of my favorites, I think it may have been with you, Ashley, we had a, a young man who came to the center who had told us about one of his favorite hobbies. It was, he was a history buff mm -hmm. and it was a really unique thing. I don't think I had ever seen a patient that had told me that before. And when we went out to tell mom that he had a love of learning, she kind of opened up about her own love of learning and where that came from. And then stepdad chimed in with about how he has all of these history books that he would love to share with, share with his stepson. And it was a really lovely moment. We actually had a longer conversation about that than about the reason why they were even at the center. Um, and so when they left, all of us kind of had this wonderful experience of just relating about something that was Completely unexpected. Unexpected, yeah. yep. So I'm sitting here watching you both sharing about these experiences that you've had with families um, that kind of were initiated by talking about individual strengths. Um, it, it seems like there is a lot of positivity for you as members of the Mayerson team in doing this. Is that pretty consistent across your team? Has it been a good experience for everyone to to do this? Yeah, I mean, we've asked our staff to be very honest with us about and give us their feedback of how they think this project is going. And overwhelmingly, this has been a really positive experience for our staff. You know, we consider it a really lovely way, an empowering way to end a visit. Um, the whole of the Mayerson visit is really focused around this traumatic event, traumatic events that are happening in the patient's lives. And we know that when they leave the center, there's probably a lot more that they're going to have to do and talk about and manage. Um, so we're ending the visit now on this moment of this shared experience where we're all just sitting around and talking about something that's really positive. And that just, to put it really simply, it feels really good mm -hmm. to tell somebody else that, that we see something good in them um, and giving them hopefully a little bit of hope and a tool that they can use to work through other challenges in their life, right? So if a patient uses their bravery while they're at the center with us, they can use their bravery. Mm -hmm. we, we've called it out. They can use it throughout other challenging times in their lives. The work is inherent there's an inherent risk of secondary trauma and burnout um so we've been really intentional about keeping track of that at the center and staff have told us that this intervention itself makes them feel like they've made a difference in their child their patient's life which is a really big deal for us yeah it definitely helps kind of relieve a little bit of that trauma that secondary trauma that you get from have from doing this work it's difficult it's hard um, but we all chose this work. This is what our passion is. But it, it is nice to have that piece of just giving a little bit back, to just give a little bit of that positivity 
back to end it in a, a lighter way. So then you just, you know, that sometimes that might be the first time that they smile a little bit in that visit or just gives a little bit back to where I feel a little bit better when that visit ends. So it is, it's, it's self-care in a way. It, it takes, that fills that bucket a little bit. Yeah. I like the thought of self-care because I, you know, I can tell that it's bucket filling for both of you to be able to do this for your patients. Um, and I'd be curious if you have any other, any additional final thoughts or a final just kind of favorite experience that um, could help us wrap up this episode that I feel like has has really given me some new ideas for how to um, how to just help the kids in my life as well as anybody. I, I think that when we see something, we should say something, but would love your final thoughts. Honestly, I had a really great one yesterday. Um, I had a patient who her family came here from another country. They've only been here about 10 years. Um, and her mom experienced a lot of trauma in their home country. And her mom was just really worried about her children because they then experienced trauma by someone that came here uh, that was here with them and she was just worried that they wouldn't come back from this and I was telling her how resilient her daughter is like she was so proud of the fact that she had um, beaten a record in track and like was came in first place and was just so so proud of it and she was like oh and I have a track meet today and I'm hoping I can can do well again today and she was just so like determined to do so well at her track meet tonight and so like full of zest and full of life in that interview when I talked with her and so when we wrapped up she was like, we were just kind of going back to that track meet and just like so full of hope and so full of life. And when I told her mom when we were done, I was like, she's so resilient. Like she's so full of resiliency. Like she has all of this zest for life and such determination. Like I understand your concern and your worry, but she has so much resiliency and it's already embedded in her. Like it's so wonderful to see this in her. Like I only spoke with her for 45 minutes, but it just shines in her. Like, so just that little interaction and it just glows sometimes out of these kids. And it's just for a mom that was so worried because of her trauma past to be able to give that little bit back to her was so wonderful to be able to do. Like, I didn't even really get to do that much with the patient, but to do it for a mom who had experienced so much, it was so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, so you ask about patient, like favorite patient stories. There's one that sticks out in my mind that happened at the very beginning of this project. We had a, a young school age girl that came to the center, and she had, you know, obviously suffered through some trauma and survived, and um, had a challenging visit at the center. And we circled bravery um, for a variety of reasons for her. She was just incredibly brave. It was just so obvious to us. She was pretty quiet by the end of the visit, um, kind of stoic almost. And as we were walking out, you know, we took that moment to hand her the card and say, we thought we saw this bravery in you today. We really want you to know that this is what we saw. This is why we saw it. And it was incredible. And she started to tear up. And for a moment, we weren't sure, you know, how, how it was being received. And she looked up to us and she smiled and we said, how do you feel? How does this make you feel? And she said, I feel good. And I, I mean, I can't tell you from, from our experience, you know, we are with working with children who have just been through a lot of trauma in their lives. And to have a child tell you that they feel good mm -hmm. after all of that, even if it's for a moment, that made us feel really good. It was really powerful. Um, that being said, you know, your patient doesn't have to be 
a survivor of trauma, your child doesn't have to be going through a challenging time for you to strength spot. So this work can be done anywhere. It's done in business, it's done in education, and we think it's time that it be spread throughout healthcare to really point out the strengths in our patients and in our families and help empower them to heal. So before we wrap up officially, what is next for your project? So we're expanding within Cincinnati Children's. Um, our forensic nurses are giving these cards out to patients that they see in the emergency department, so right after their acute trauma. Um, we're also expanding to other divisions within the hospital that have continuity, and our hope is that we can continue to capture the impact of this work. You know, like we said, one of our challenges is it's difficult for us to have touch points after our patients mm -hmm. leave the center. So our hope is that we continue to expand. Our goal is that this goes hospital-wide. We would love as many many divisions to be able to use this intervention if it if we can get it into their hands. Yeah, our forensic nurses were chomping at the bit to be able to do this. They were asking for this um, and are very excited about doing this intervention with the patients that they see. So I'm, I can't wait to see what happens with their project. Yeah, I and mean, the more we share this with, you know, as part of our presentations on trauma-informed care, we will talk about strength recognition because it's just an easy intervention to do. It's really easy to implement. Mm -hmm. And so many people want to do it. So we're really happy about that, that there, there's an interest in this and that we hope we can can get it into their hands. And if somebody wanted to take the survey um, to learn about themselves, uh, because I did it this morning, there's an adult survey and a child survey, and that's completely free, right? Can we include that uh, link with the information for the podcast if people would like to take it? Yeah, absolutely. The VIA Institute uh, is incredible. They have led the research in this work. Um, so there's, you know, the surveys on there, there's information about the character strengths. You can get a report and what, on what your strengths actually mean and how to use them. Um, yeah, absolutely happy to share that. Mm -hmm. Very good. I can't thank you both enough thank for you your so much time. for having us. Thank you. We will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to Young and Healthy. This episode of Young and Healthy was recorded on April 13th, 2023. The content of Young and Healthy is for informational and educational purposes only. Our theme music was created by Stephen Grieco, and this episode was produced by Symphony Fair Harris. Welcome back, Symphony. Thanks for listening. Follow Cincinnati Children's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.